Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bernie's Bumps, brought to you by Cream City Central. I'm your host, Olivia. We got my co-host, Ryan, on the other line. It's been a week. What do you mean by that? Just, we, like, I mean, you'll hear it in our in our game reviews, but we started off the week with a 19-0 game, and then we had, like, a week of struggles, and then last night we ended it with 18-3. to What a week. I mean, that's the Brewer season in a nutshell, right? I mean, yeah. It's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, yeah. But first, there's some interesting news. I don't know. Regarding, like, the MLB and the playoffs and, like, how everything is going to work there. So, unless you have anything else to say. No, let's jump right into it. All right. So, one of the biggest things is... No booze during playoff celebrations this year. Everything will be kept outside with masks on. I Honestly, I don't even know how they're going to celebrate. Because I feel like half the celebration is throwing champagne all over your friends, and then it's the media's in there. So if the media is not going to be there and you can't throw champagne all over your friends, what are you going to do? Sit there and jump around for five minutes and then what? Right, like, what's the point of celebrating if I can't get kind of hammered along with that? And, like, that's the thing. And it's like, don't be telling me that the second they get in the clubhouse, they're going to have a big tub of beer ready that they're all going to be downing as they get on the plane. Or as they, you know, like, don't tell me they're not stupid. What's the thought process behind that? Like, why is that a thing right now? Well, I think the biggest thing is, I know, obviously they want to keep everything outside with the whole virus thing you know and I don't know if media is going to be allowed down or not but I feel like you know you can't be throwing like champagne on the field I think is the thought process honestly like it's really unclear but I think it's more so for like field health really stupid really stupid right like yeah I don't know I have no idea like it's like I tried to read up on it and I couldn't find like anything reasonable of why that's a thing ah that makes sense it's rob manfred's world yeah i mean that's happened before where we just have no idea why he's doing something yeah speaking of manfred he is hopeful fans will be able to attend league championship series and the world series come october is that yeah that's october are we talking like are we talking like 50 percent capacity or i mean i'm sure it's going to be in some sort of lessened capacity oh yeah for sure it'll be probably like 25 percent capacity i mean i'm I'm sure i I mean that's a step forward yeah and moving on to that the mlb and mlbpa agreed on playoff plan in bubbles so with that the last seven days of the season contending teams will have to quarantine um for the last seven days of the regular season in a hotel however there's, like, a stupid amount of exceptions where, like, if you live alone, you're fine. If you live with a pregnant spouse, you're fine. And if you've lived with your kids for the majority of the season, you can stay home. So, like, that's the whole Brewers team. All right, I guess. I, so, like, I don't get whatever. But You know what I find it funny about, you know, COVID and baseball right now? What's that? I feel like... When the season first started, obviously we heard so much about it. Like, you know, you had the Cardinals thing, the Marlins thing. 
Um, and now it's just like, I feel like I haven't heard much news on the COVID front in a very long time with like players being out or, you know. Yeah. And honestly, that's a testament to the teams. That's a testament to, you know, everybody working behind the scenes. I mean, it's been a pain in the ass for everyone to figure this out. So that's a testament to them. I think, you know, I'm not necessarily against the bubble just because, you know, although we've been clear for what now, probably a month, I think, since we've had a case. I mean, I think there was one in the Reds, but we've been a month out from anything big happening. Um, but I guess the last thing that teams want is for it to be happening, you know, on the playoffs where game postponing becomes a lot more difficult. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm, I'm for the bubble just so that. Like you said, the postponements don't happen. Yeah, and I feel and like that's the biggest thing, obviously, is because, you know, if one league is moving around, along and then you have one series holding, like, it just, it would never work. Well, and I'm so. trying to watch the, I mean, I'm trying to watch these contending teams at full strength. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then one last little bit of information. Um, in-game video will officially come back next year. So for those of you who don't know, to limit inside exposure time, uh, players are not allowed to go in the video room between innings or in the game at all um, to look at previous at-bats, so that will officially be returning next year. Yeah, the Dastros kind of ruined that for everybody, right? That and, like, they said they wanted to, like, limit COVID exposure of inside but I feel like they did that because of the Astros so they could get a new plan in place and they didn't have to think that much this year. That's just my thought process. But yeah, Fair enough. I, I do not disagree. So I feel like that was their way of pushing it back so they can figure out a way to do it. But it's officially coming back next year. So. All right. Can we, can we get into the games? I love talking about that part. Yeah. Start that's, us off, man. That's my favorite part of the episodes. I mean, it's the the majority of our episodes, so I hope it would be. <laughs> All right. <fair laughs> it's like enough. 20 minutes of our episode every week. All right. Kay. So we're going all the way back to, oh, man. Last Wednesday. Game oh. two of the Detroit series. Yeah. Yep. Last Wednesday. Big win. Some would say record-breaking win. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know the numbers and history of it, but it looks good. Well, we won 19 nothing. Yeah. I mean, Corbin Burns. I mean, yeah, let's give have... a shout out to our pitching. Like, first of all, I feel like they put up a lot of zeros in the last week. I mean, he didn't have to be incredible, but he was. Yeah. Seven innings, one hit, no earned runs, 11 strikeouts. You know He's really good. You know what's crazy about Burns this season? Is he has quietly put himself in the NL Cy Young race. Yeah, like very quietly. Like I don't think anybody else outside of Brewer fans know who he is, but I mean his numbers can go up against the U Darvishes, the Trevor Bowers. I mean, we're we're looking at a stud right now. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever win just because we get no respect over here, but he sure as hell should be a contender. I mean, if he keeps it up, maybe next week we'll have to go through some numbers and see who actually should win. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mark that down. Oh. <laughs> I'll work on that. 
<laughs> Good All idea. Right, thanks, Olivia. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here. Um, um, Urias, you know, I'm going to find any way to shout this kid out. I, there's, It's obvious I like him. Um, he had the most RBIs on the team at five. Everyone was contributing. Judd Jerko, again, Daniel Bobaback. Um, everyone up and down the lineup had a hit. It's a pretty fun day. Yeah, you don't score 19 runs without everybody having a good day. Yeah, it was just it was fun to watch. And then on top of that, the pitching put together a great performance, putting up a zero um, when they didn't have to. So love to see it. And then moved on to Chicago. Yeah, at home, game one. You good know, old typical Brewers after scoring <laughs> 19 runs. They... We have to score only run, one run, one. One. Yep. One run. Yep. But, I mean, hey, we still won. Yeah. Ryan Braun, walk-off sack fly. Um, to give you an overview of the inning, Christian Yelich walked. And good old friend Judd Jerko went the other way to bring Christian to third. And then Ryan Braun obviously hit the sacrifice fly that won the game. Also, back-to-back, amazing pitching performances. Uh, Woodruff put up very similar numbers to... Um, Corbin, he pitched seven innings, gave up one hit, no earned runs, and 12 strikeouts. And then, obviously, the best duo in all of sports. <laughs> in all of sports. And, uh, yeah. Josh easily. Hader and Devin Williams finished out the game. In fantastic fashion. Curveball was working, slider was working, and the fastball was complimenting both. It was beautiful. Man, I, I, love, I just love when... The players that we know have potential to carry this team actually do. It makes us look uh, isn't so it smart. great. Well, it yeah, makes isn't us look it great? Smarter. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I think there was um, there was an image of them, like of four guys on the railing of the dugout, and it was Christian Yelich, Ryan Braun, Daniel Vogelbach, and Judd Jerko. And it's like if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, two of the four guys would be open out this team in a major way, I would have told you, oh, Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich. And it's like, oh, who are these two? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, who? <laughs> Moving on to game two. Uh, it was Brewers ugly. Lost. Yeah, Brewers lost yeah. four to two. Um, the Cubs got four off of Hayter in the ninth to take the lead. And honestly, you know, there's no excuses. But they weren't all bad pitches. They just put good hits on some good pitches. The only bad pitch that was, like, literally down the middle was a solo home run. Um, that was the last run of the inning. But it was a bullpen day that game. Uh, the bullpen did well up until Hater. I mean, Hater deserves to have a game every once in yeah. a while. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody's really complaining about it. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah, but I mean, it just happens. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like every relief pitcher yeah. in history has a game where it's just Nobody's perfect. Everybody, yeah. Poe Buddy's nerfed. Said nobody's perfect. You, did you get my joke? No. Poe Buddy's nerfed? It's a play on words, like nobody's perfect, but you switch the letters. No? I don't, I don't get it. Moving on. Let's <laughs> <All laughs> finish things off. Braun had the two run shot in the fourth. Um, that's how we got our two runs on the board. Oh, I, let's talk about game three. Yeah, we got no notice. Sucked. Defensive errors killed us in the fourth and the fifth. Of the nine runs scored in those innings, four were earned runs. K, moving on. 
there was I, I've talked about this on re- earlier episodes where like I feel like there's been like three or four times this season where the Brewers have been one hit, and I was like, all right, like we're we're getting dangerously close to being no hit, and sure yeah. shit, it happens. Yeah. I I, I I try to avoid talking about it as much as possible. And the thing that killed is, like, in the fourth and fifth inning, there was nine runs combined in those innings, and only four of them were earned. The rest were because of errors on the field. I think Eric Sogard, Luis Arias, and Keston both all had an error, um, which just can't happen. I mean, you can't be piling those on top of each other because it creates a big difference in the game. And it could have been a completely different game if that wasn't the case. You know how I know the MLB has a marketing problem? Oh, no. What? So. Because nobody knows who the pitcher is who no-no'd. Nobody knows who the pitcher is that threw the no-hitter. And, like, I I honestly, like, I didn't even see anywhere else besides, like, on the stat sheet that the Brewers got no hit. Yeah, I mean, I was thrilled about it because I didn't have to hear about it from five different platforms um, did you know, telling me about it. Did you know Lucas Giolito threw one this year, too? Yeah, I knew he did. All right, see, like, I, I just feel like how, that like, it's a historical feat. I mean, I kid, it's not as, like, it's not as rare as a perfect game, but it's still a no-hitter. Like, it's still an incredible yeah. feat. And for the fact for a pitcher to go nine innings, too, is, like, rare. So. And you just don't hear about it. Good job, MLB. Way to go. Moving on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. St. Louis. Um, of course, we got five games in three days. Thank you, St. Louis, for going to a casino. Although it does help us because uh, they're pretty much the team that's standing in between us in a playoff spot right now. So I guess it helped that we have 10 games within the next like week or so. So double header game one. We won it. Of course, we had to go to eight innings because why would we ever keep I, that? This whole day was frustrating. <laughs> she says frustrating. I was so frustrated. It was seven hours of like pain and suffering watching these two games. Um, but first, we'll start out on a positive note. Lynn Bloom uh, pitched really well, probably his best outing of the year. All it Five took, innings. All it took was him to go to the bullpen and come back. Exactly. Good point. Craig Five Council innings. at it again. Craig, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Five Craig. innings. <laughs> Five innings, three hits, no one runs, six strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, you hey. can't expect a lot more than that. It's a solid start. Definitely not out of him. And, hey, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, another walk-off sack fly because apparently we just – are really boring with our walk-offs this year <laughs> about it uh and the Brewers had a total of four hits which brings us in a doubleheader game too which was probably the most frustrating game that I've had to sit through um I I uh, not the no-hitter well I feel like the no-hitter like once you get to a certain extent like there was a certain amount of luck that was brought into the no-hitter like I feel like that stuff you know, to some extent, it was out of our control because once a pitcher kind of gets rolling, I feel like the less chances you have of breaking it. Um, and even that, it was 12-0, so I really could live with it because even if we did start to get hits, the chances of us coming back were slim. 
But, I mean, this is frustrating. Jericho went yard for two in the fifth, and we didn't score again. We had four hits on the game. I think we left the bases loaded at one point, left two guys in scoring position at one point. I mean, I it was frustrating. You mean team MVP, Jed Jericho? Yeah. Honestly, I'm ready to call him that. I'm looking at the numbers right now. So, in 29 games, he has 22 hits. Love that. Two doubles, eight home runs, 15 RBIs. He has an on-base percentage of 364 and an OPS of 987. That's music to my ears right there. I mean, like a guy that was really not supposed to contribute much. Yeah, there's always... He's been a big part of this season. Yeah, I feel like there's always that one guy every year who, like, you get in the offseason or at the end of spring training and you're like, ah, he'll be in AAA. And then he, like you know, has carried the team on his back for the last, like, three weeks. I mean, I still thought Brock Holt was going to be our starting third baseman. No, our starting third baseman has been Arias. Yep. I mean, Jed Jerko has barely, also, shout out to him, barely played first base in his life, and he looks really good out there, making a lot of good picks, saving runs. Speaking of, like, third baseman, first baseman, what happened to Ryan Healy? Uh, He's at the alternate site. Oh, he's just, they're just like, eh, we're good with him. I mean, I was going to say, is there really much to complain about? But I feel like, yeah, his four, eight hits in a two-game doubleheader in a day is not great. Yeah, I don't even really know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> As you always say, moving on. Yep, moving on. Last night. I this is this is just where the emotional roller coaster really kicks in. Uh we won eighteen to three. I mean I, that's, I just that's good emotion though. Yeah, but like to go from so low to so high, it's like you you just you really hope it like something clicks and then it doesn't, and then it's just you just go down low again and it's just Welcome to being a Brewers fan. Yeah, welcome to being a Brewers fan where you never know what to expect and you get your heart broken consistently. Especially in 2020. I mean, it's been... it's been 2020 sucks. It's been something to be a Brewer fan. It sucks. But um, miraculously, we're still kind of in the race. We're, we're right in the thick of things. Of course we are. Like, why wouldn't we be? Just, Just keeping my hopes up. Keeping my hopes up until... Yeah. Um... Yelich, Braun, Vogelbach, Wintyards. Can we take a moment to talk about Vogelbach and how much he has been an important part of our team for, like, the last week? Yeah. Go, go I mean, take it away. I'm taking it away. I don't have any numbers in front of me, but I'm just going to speak from the heart right now because, speaking you know, <laughs> speaking from the heart. I mean, I feel like when, he, like when we – DFA'd Smoke, and then we are like, okay, we're bringing in Vogelbach. Most Brewer fans, including myself, were like, who? And then you saw five hits on the year, and you were like, why? Um, this is why, because he's come to the Brewers and completely dominated. Um, he's a great guy to watch. He's hilarious to watch. Uh, good dude in the clubhouse, so I've heard. And, you know, you can't, you can't really fight with the success that he's had, especially because he's the only one of the only players in the lineup right now who is hitting consistently. Yeah, he's... I just... He's hitting... Shout out. He's hitting 464 as a brewer. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. 
Uh, what is I it? mean, I got the number up right now. It's twelve hits and twenty six at bats. <laughs> and of those, oh. of those twelve hits, two of them have been doubles, and five or one has been a home run. He's got five RBIs. Shout out David Stearns. Great pickup. Great pickup. His on base percentage five thirty three. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and he definitely, like, once fans are back, he definitely has the making of, like, a fan favorite, for sure. That, and he looks like Tommy Boy. I mean, all right. <laughs> Fight with me on that. Next year's movie spoof is going to be Tommy Boy featuring Daniel Vogelbach. Yeah, you think? Why not? If we, I mean, what, how long is he on a deal? I think he only is on a deal till. I think he's a free agent. I yeah, don't know. but he seems like the type of player they might resign for cheap. <laughs> we'll resign him for like league minimum, and we'll be like, "Go out, we'll pay you a couple dollars, and you can go out and play." No, great addition um, in the DH spot. Anyways, and then also, yeah, I, I was just gonna uh, say like, <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> I was gonna talk about Brad Anderson, but if you want to talk about the offense, continue. No, no, go ahead with Brett Anderson. Okay, Brett Anderson, he pitched great. Um, and again, another, one of his probably his best outings he's had all year. Six innings, five hits, two runs, two walks, three strikeouts. Brett Anderson for you. What all a guy. Right. What I wanted to talk about is, I guess, kind of moving on a little bit. The Brewers, like we said, they're still in it. Um, oh, we're not going to talk about the... Uh, bench is clearing. I thought that's what you were going to talk about. Oh, no, no. No. Nothing. Well, there really wasn't much to it. Nobody really knows say, what like, happened. I, Craig I Council was like, I'm not going to elaborate. And it was kind of lame because nobody did anything. They just stood around. That's and... what I'm saying. Like, I don't care about a bench clearing brawl unless it's like Amir Garrett taking on a whole team. Right. But it's like still fun to watch. I just, you know, I mean, we got like seven more games with them. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, if some aggression carries over and if we start throwing at people, I mean, we wouldn't throw at people. The Cardinals would. Because um, Schilt was angry last night. He was on another level. We're classy. Um, we are classy. We're a classy team. Okay. Team named you after go. beer, and we're very classy. Very classy. Um. Anyways, we're still in it. Uh, I don't think we're going to catch the Cubs at this point in first place. Uh, that would take a miracle. Yeah, yeah, that would. I mean, we're six games back of the Cubs, but all we have to do is finish second place to make the playoffs, right? Yep, second place or in the wild card, too, which we're one game out of there as well. So so essentially, we're one game back of the Cardinals for second place. Uh, the Reds are in front of us, but only by .5, so it's, it's pretty much a three-way race right now going into legit the final parts of the season. That and the Reds will find a way to screw it up. You think? I I do like the Reds. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their team and what they've done this year, like, they'll find a way to screw it yeah, up. Yeah, I really believe that they should be a lot better than they are. Yes, 100%. I mean, especially when they're getting the pitching performances that they are, I don't understand why. I, I don't understand how they're – I was about to say, like, I just don't understand how they are where they are. When they have Sonny Gray going seven innings, like one run every five days. Trevor Bauer has been electric. 
I just don't get how you can be losing games with I that. I mean, when I look at their lineup, a lot of their guys have been underperforming, which, I mean, it happens, but I feel like they're having the same issue as the Brewers where it's like, oh, these they have a very talented roster that when they're all clicking can be dominant, but they just haven't really found it all season to be consistent. Yeah, welcome. I mean, there's so many teams like that around the league. Like, so many teams where, you know, a lot of teams right now are around 500. Like, nobody's really been standouts except for, you know, the Padres have been doing well. I think the Dodgers are close to clinching maybe. You know, and the Cubs started out hot, and now they've kind of leveled off. But it's very common right now for a lot of teams to be around 500. Yeah, I mean, the only teams, I'm kind of looking at the standings right now, the only teams that are really standing out are essentially the ones in first place plus the Padres. So we got like, yeah. the Dodgers, you know, 34 and 15, the Cubs 29 and 20. That's pretty good for at this point in the season. Yeah, although they start out really hot and they've um, starting to tank the Braves, a bit. The Braves are 29 and 20. Um, shout out the Marlins. They're still above 500, which that's incredible. <laughs> Um, in the American League, I mean, the Rays, 31 and 17, yeah. 27 and 21 are the Yankees, 32 and 16 are the White Sox. I actually, if we remember, I said the White Sox were going to be good this season, so thank you. You did not. What? Dude, we literally talked about the article where somebody put the White Sox offense in front of ours and you got all offended and you're like, the White Sox offense is not better than ours. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Show me the tape. I don't know what episode's it's on, but I can for sure dig it out at some point. Uh, the Twins are 30 and 20, and then in the AL West, the Athletics are kind of running away with it at 30 and 19. So, Yeah, I mean, there's still, what, do we have 15, 11. 14 games left? 11 games. You're drunk. No, I mean... I gotta do the math, but like the Brewers. What are we? Oh no, we have more than that. Yeah, I was gonna we say we had games, a lot. Thirteen. Games yeah, left. we got double headers left. Yeah, I forgot right. about the Cardinals. Most other teams only have like eleven games left. Yeah, thank you, Cardinals, again for going out to a casino and screwing with the entire league. Thank you. <laughs> Especially us. Yeah, although it might prove to help us out. Who knows? But anyway, like honestly, I'm being serious. It might help us out. No, I think it will. Like, I mean, that's the team that we have. If to we beat, can, so. yeah. If we can capitalize on the next week, we'll do all right. Anyways, you got anything else to add? I th- I think we we did the summary. We talked about the rest of the league. We talked about news. I mean, it's a well-rounded episode. I think we did good today. I think we put in some good work. And by the way, if I if we sound like completely um, ridiculous and groggy and like it's we recorded at eight a.m., I'll and just put it. Up. Let's just say we never do that. We never do this. One, <laughs> I was supposed to be up by eight. Let's just say I got a call from Olivia about eight twenty. It's like, all right, hey, where you at? And I said, hey, buddy, I'm I'm rolling over now. <laughs> yep. So if we sound ridiculous, that's why. I think Enjoy. I woke up quick. I think I, I think we handled ourselves pretty well. Yeah, I think we did all right. I think you sound about the same. Oh, I feel like I sound really, like, groggy. Exactly. Ouch. Bro. What the hell? Anyways, 
Should I do the go check out home sweet ballpark? Knock yourself out, man. If you want to do the promos today, you do the promos. All right, everybody, go check out Home Sweet Ballpark. Use promo code Bernie's15. Bernie's Bumps15. Oh, Bernie's Bumps. You were were so close. Yeah, Bernie's Bumps15. Bernie's Bumps15. Their apparel is pretty awesome. I mean, I got some coming in the mail. I know Olivia's got some coming in the mail. Yeah, and her fall collection is coming out, too, within, I think, a week or so, I think. So, I mean, it's one of those where things can sell out quick. Uh, Make sure for that fall collection you're on that website right away. Um, Wow. What? Look at you, Promo King, bro. I mean. Let's go. I'm just saying, fall collection. Like, if you're trying to see what's on the fall collection and get what you want, you got to be clicking on that website almost every day just to see when it drops. There you go. But yeah, don't forget um, to use Bernie's Bums 15. Save some money. I mean, 15% off, that takes off shipping and tax, damn near. Yeah. So, either way, go follow us, go subscribe to us on Apple Pod, um, rate us, I mean, hopefully five stars. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to say... Mm, we're like, a five-star podcast, I mean, let's would, be honest, I Ryan. like the five stars. Uh, share us. Do whatever you can with a podcast. We love it. Um, and that's that's what I got for the day. Wow. Look at you wrapping an episode up. Yeah, I don't really know Proud. how to do like the, all right, bye, then like stop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Stay safe.